The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. Friday morning, 64 degrees right now. Let's start with meteorologist Kirk Apfel at the National Weather Service. It's been a hot week, Kirk, and today this may be the hottest day, right? Um, it has been a hot week, and, and uh, it, it's funny because today might be about exactly the same as yesterday. However, the difference is is that the record is a little bit lower today. So unlike yesterday, we have a pretty good chance of uh, reaching the record, which is uh, 87 degrees. We're looking in Buffalo at the airport here, looking for a high of around 90. And, and how hot did it get yesterday? Uh, yesterday, we hit 90 degrees. Wow. This pattern that's with us, it seems to have been stuck here. It has been, although that is going to change. We're going to have a cold front go through uh, late today, and uh, Saturday is going to be significantly cooler. And then really from Saturday all the way through next week is going to be kind of near normal temperatures instead of this uh, you know, 15 to 20 degrees above normal we've been getting. So does that mean more 70s instead of 80s and 90s? Uh, that is correct. Most days we're going to be looking at highs in the uh, in the seventies, and many of them in kind of the lower seventies uh, from Sunday through uh, Tuesday of next week. Any chance of rain coming up anytime soon? Um, there's a small chance of showers of both with the front and then early next week, but it doesn't look like any washouts on the horizon. Just a small chances uh, for next week, so it doesn't look like we're going to get anything any like a soaking rainfall, but. Uh, uh, the majority of the weekend, in fact, uh, looks to be dry. All right. I know there's an air quality alert also that's been issued. What does that mean? It uh, just uh, means that uh, residents uh, that are uh, sensitive have, uh, can uh, have some uh, problems breathing with that, uh, the air quality uh, conditions. All right. Kirk, thanks for the update. Stay cool. That's Kirk Apfel at the National Weather Service. Again, it's 64, but could hit 90 again today. It is the final sprint to the end of the legislative session in Albany. State lawmakers are set to adjourn late next week. Among bills still under consideration, a proposal that would allow larger grocery stores to sell wine. WBEN's Tom Puckett reports there's plenty of support and pushback. State lawmakers are debating whether to allow full-service supermarkets the opportunity to sell wine along with beer. Brian Kuzmirsky of Market in the Square says he likes the idea as it could boost business. I couldn't even begin to estimate it. I would think, you know, just looking at what we do in beer sales, maybe it would be an additional 7 to 10% increase in, in business. But his only concern is where to put the wine in the stores. Outlet liquor owner Rich LaRock says such a law would hamper his and his colleagues' ways to make a living. If you're for uh, taking people's livelihoods away and putting small business out of business and giving that to the major corporations, and I guess you'd think it's a good thing, but... I can't see anything positive about it. LaRock believes you won't get selection and service at grocery stores. In statements, Tops says should the bill pass, the addition of wine being sold in stores would further enhance its customers' shopping experience. Wegman says it has always been a strong supporter of New York-made products and is in favor of providing convenience for consumers, creating jobs, and doing everything possible to support the New York wine industry. Hear the full conversations and read the full statements online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Thank you, Tom. And we'll be asking uh, Jack O'Donnell this morning, a Albany insider, about the chances of this bill passing coming up later on this morning at about 6.50. Our WBEN.com web poll, would you like to see wine sold in grocery stores? Yes or no? So far this morning, 
55% yes, 45% no. You can weigh in at WBEN.com. A housing court judge yesterday ordered all remaining tenants of the Elmwood Heights apartment complex to vacate the premises at 597 Elmwood. The city's inspection department has deemed the building unsafe. Many tenants have already relocated. According to the owner's representative, only 10 tenants remained. The eviction order was effective immediately. For some football fans, it may be a dream or a goal to visit all 30 NFL stadiums in their lifetime. For one NFL superfan, that goal is being taken to a whole new level with the help of Buffalo-based 26 shirts. WBEN's Brayton Wilson is here with more. Packers superfan and NFL content creator Tom Grossi is on a mission to journey across the country to visit all NFL stadiums in just 30 days' time with the goal of raising $100,000 to benefit St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. His 30 and 30 tour opened earlier this week Tuesday in Green Bay and will conclude on June 28th in Inglewood, California at SoFi Stadium, home of the Los Angeles Chargers and Rams. This was an idea that I had back in February and there was an idea that I've had for doing like short videos and showing up as like different characters in front of some stadiums. So I was like, yeah, that's kind of been back in the mind for a couple of years. It kind of just hit me. I was like, well, what if I do all of them? And what if I do them all in 30 days? So I had the idea, but then actually trying to execute the idea is a very different beast. Grassi says he spent two months planning the journey and planning the logistics of such a venture and ended up getting some support from the NFL to make this a possible endeavor. As of Thursday morning, Grassi had already raised more than $51,000 for St. Jude, and he says the momentum behind the initiative has already been mind-blowing. As it turns out, Crossy's 30 and 30 tour caught the attention of Del Reed, founder of the Buffalo-based company 26 Shirts. That's when the wheels were set in motion for a partnership to not only help St. Jude, but also support Reed's 26 Shirts. A fellow Bills fan pointed out to me, uh, this guy, this Packers fan, had a pretty cool idea to raise money throughout the month of June, and so I connected with him, and I looked him up, I'm like, oh, that's really cool, so I sent him a message just kind of randomly and said, hey, heard about this thing you're doing to raise money for St. Jude. If you need any help from me at all, I think it's great what you're doing. Just let me know. And then he replied back and he said, actually, I'm familiar with your brand. One of my mods is a huge Bills fan and has sent me some of your shirts. So that was kind of cool. And we already were a couple steps down the conversation. I didn't even know it. Learn how you can donate to the 30 and 30 initiative by heading over to WBEN.com. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right. We'll be hearing more from superfan Tom Grassi later on this morning. President Biden fell on stage at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs yesterday. Biden had delivered the commencement address, then shook hands with graduates before apparently tripping over a sandbag on the way back to his seat. He was able to get back up and was seen interacting with the crowd shortly after that fall. But given voters' concerns about the president's age, this is an image that his critics are already capitalizing on and pouncing on. Donald Trump was quick to weigh in on this. But the bottom line, the White House says the president simply tripped and he is doing well. Correspondent Mary Bruce. There was some shaking felt around northern Nevada last night near Reno. A magnitude 4 earthquake struck about 20 miles northeast of the city. Robert Sanders is with the U.S. Geological Survey. He says there was an aftershock that hit nearby soon after the first quake. At this time, we haven't seen any reports of damage coming from the local communities. Um, but we do have about 650 reports of the magnitude 4 having been felt in the, the wider area. It happened around 5.30 local time last evening. In the Gulf of Mexico, what could become the first named storm 
of the Atlantic hurricane season. Tropical depression number two in the northeast Gulf. This will drift to the south, likely to become our first tropical storm of the season. Not a strong storm, but will bring more in the way of unwanted and flooding rain to Florida. That's meteorologist Rob Marciano. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly sunny and hot today with high temperatures near 90 degrees. For your Saturday, some morning clouds can wait to sunshine. Temperatures in the low to mid 70s. Mostly sunny on Sunday with temperatures in the mid 70s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Jack O'Donnell of O'Donnell and Associates is joining me this morning. We like to call him our Albany insider. Jack, we're coming up on the end of the legislative session in Albany. This is where there are a flurry of bills that are up for consideration, although many of them won't see the light of day. What kind of timeline are lawmakers working on right now? Well, this is the end, Susan. So um, session is supposed to go for four days last week, next week, excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, bleed into Friday or Saturday morning, but uh, this is the end. Well, there is one bill that we have our eyes on this morning. It was introduced by Senator Liz Krueger to allow wine to be sold in larger grocery stores in the state. What is the prospect of that getting passed? Well, you know, there's a last-minute support behind it. We've uh, seen from companies like Wegmans locally and um, some other movement around the state. Uh, but we heard this week from both the majority leader of the Senate and the, the Speaker of the Assembly that the bill is not going to make it over the, over the finish line this year. All right. So it's already known as being a, a dead bill? It, it it's it's most likely dead, right? Anything can happen over these last four days, um, you know. And there's always the prospect of some deal making in Albany, but the the atmosphere, the energy, the um, you know, the camaraderie that is necessary for some of those deals on on big. Um, prominent issues just doesn't seem to be around this year, part of the hangover from a month's late budget. 40 states allow wine to be sold in grocery stores, and New York is not one of them. It seems, Jack, like the, the alcohol and liquor industry has a stranglehold on state lawmakers. Well, well, they do, and it's it's not just wine and liquor stores, right? The um, there was a commission that came up with a number of other recommendations. Um, you know, being being able to buy booze before noon on Sunday, um, allowing uh, um, uh, companies to own more than one liquor store. You know, some some of these sort of modern um, innovations that we've seen in uh, literally every other business, uh, but there's. Uh, a lot of folks uh, who do well by the status quo, and they're 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 pretty dug in in Albany. Yeah. So those other measures you were talking about—that's the state liquor authority was considering changing, um, allowing liquor stores to open at 10 a.m. on Sundays instead of in the afternoon, and allowing liquor store owners to buy more than one store. Was that a something that had to be approved by the SLA, or was it also going before state lawmakers? Uh, so they did commit a, a commission of a lot of stakeholders, and they made a series of recommendations to the legislature, but it requires action from the, the legislature on most, if not all of these. Um, and several of them do have, have pending legislation that would allow them. But I think by the time the recommendations were made, which was sort of late in the legislative session, 
Um, the the will is not there. And again, the way things work in Albany is that it's rarely one thing that passes by itself on its merits. A lot of these big things end up being parts of deals where this group gets this, this group gets that, and, and there's enough for everybody to say, okay, you know, we're for this. Um, but that has not come together around these laws yet. So all of these discussions and these proposals and bills, it's going to end up with no change, it sounds like. Uh, it doesn't look like any any change this year. Uh, the one um, the one place where there seems to be some some energy and serious negotiation between the two houses and the and the governor is on something called clean slate, um, which is a criminal justice measure um, that allows you to seal uh, allows for the sealing of, um, um, of of some convictions to allow people to move forward with their lives. I mean, this is going to be. Um, somewhat controversial, and we've already heard from um, the District Attorneys Association saying this was a bad idea, um, some law enforcement saying this was a bad idea. In light of all the criminal justice conversations we had earlier this year and throughout last year's campaign, I uh, expect to hear more from this. But this is the one big place that there might be real action this year. What is happening with the migrant crisis in New York City and the possibility of migrants coming to, well, Erie County here in western New York. Um, there was a lot of talk about it last week, not so much this week. Yeah, it's, it's gone strangely quiet. Um, you know, there was a big uproar across the state. A, a lot of counties um, enacted um, um, emergency measures to, to try to keep people out. Um, we know the state has been looking at a lot of different options. We heard reports about places in, in Erie County that the state could be pushing people. Um, the only thing I've heard recently was um, talk about putting a lot of folks near JFK Airport uh, in New York City. Um, so some of the talk of that has sort of died down. But it, the the crisis, whether it's in New York City or the southern border, hasn't changed. So we're definitely going to hear more about this, Susan. How much of a political dilemma is this migrant crisis for Governor Hochul? Well, I, I think it's a, a, a crisis um, for everyone, um, starting with the governor, right? I mean, even before um, some of the latest um, influx, you know, the state allocated a billion dollars just for New York City's costs, um, you know, to manage this and, 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 and to pay the, the costs associated with these folks. A billion dollars is a lot of money, even in New York. So as people keep coming um, and figuring out where to put them and um, how to take care of them and what that looks like, uh, there's going to be a lot more on this. And it's going to be challenging for, for New York State's leaders and, and our citizens. What else is on your radar, Jack, in the, the final days here before lawmakers go home for the summer? You know, there there are some um, bills out there on, on some energy measures. Um, there have been a lot of talk about maybe deal on, on um, some housing issues. But frankly, all, all of that seems dead or, or, or mostly dead at this point. So, I think it's going to be a relatively quiet uh, last week in Albany, which I'll tell you is not necessarily a bad thing. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.